When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to episode 328 of the Sports Yak podcast. Oh, you mean the Biz Mackey episode? I loved his rap song, Just a Girl. Biz Mackey was one of the great Negro League catchers ever. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame, had nearly a 30-year career, is considered the greatest defensive catcher ever in the Negro Leagues. But clearly, he was a terrific offensive player because he had a 328 career batting average. He won a Negro League World Series as a player and as a manager, also won a Cuban World Series, and, and Corey is seen as one of the great ambassadors to bringing baseball to the island of Japan. He's Biz Mackey. I thought you said Biz Marquee. I'll have to edit that out. I'll probably edit that out. No, you won't. I won't. I'm going to leave it right there. But I am going to go Google this guy later. I love when you give me fun facts. Biz Mackey. And how did he get the nickname Biz? Give it to me. Show Biz? He was known for giving the hitter the business when he came into the batter's box. <laughs> Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! Here's what I love about Monday night's game. The edge of your seat, you don't know what's going to happen with each pitch, each hit. Yanking out a pitcher, two innings in, two to one, just that level of something's about to happen. I love a game like that. It was a terrific game if you didn't have a rooting interest. Yeah. For a Notre Dame fan, it was not a terrific game because that second inning really got away from the Irish. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem to matter who Link Jarrett brought in from the bullpen. They couldn't throw strikes. Will Mercer, the starter, had problems throwing strikes. Alex Rayo had problems throwing strikes. Liam Simon had problems throwing strikes. And then the big three-run homer off the bat of Logan Tanner, all of a sudden you're in a 7-1 hole. And yet, if you kept watching the game, characteristic of this Notre Dame team throughout the year, you knew they were going to score runs. It's just, could they stop Mississippi State from scoring runs? And the mm-hmm. answer was no. And so they wind up losing 11-7. to However, I, I've been around Notre Dame baseball. I was around it as a student. I've been around as a broadcaster, clearly. I've never, ever seen the reaction to a home run that Nico Cavadas' home run got. And my goodness, if you go on Twitter and you just, uh, if you search Cavadas, 
you'll see the reaction even from the Mississippi State people who were just like in admiration of the fact that a ball could be hit that far. <laughs> it went into orbit. And and people have been asking, well, do we have a, a distance? Because, you know, we all like to hear, okay, how far, how far did it fly? Right. Like we hear on the Cubs games. How far did that home run go? And most people will say, we don't know. It hasn't landed yet. <laughs> so Nico hits the big home run off their reliever, and it's 11-7. And they go to the ninth, and, and I text my group of Notre Dame baseball people. I text, hey, if we can just get them loaded for Nico here in the ninth, who knows? And those first two people get base hits, and you think of that meme from the office, it's happening! <laughs> And you thought, oh my goodness, it's it. They're really going to pull off a comeback here, and then you know, poor Nico grounds into the double play to not only end the game but his career, and they lose eleven to seven. But what a season for the Irish! Thirty-four and 13. college career. College. Oh that, yeah, that young man's going far, right? Oh, he's going to be. I, I think we've said on this show, and and it may have elevated throughout the regional. I think he's at minimum, at minimum, in my opinion, he's a fourth round draft choice. I think he could go in the third or the second round, and that earns you some pretty good scratch right off the bat. Okay, signing, and I've said it before. He remi- he is baby Schwarber. He is Kyle Schwarber reincarnate. Mm. Big body, wears number twelve, left handed, power swing. As Link Jarrett said yesterday, it's going to go far with a wood bat, too. It's not just, he's not just getting metal bat home runs. The ball that he hit on Friday night gets out of any park except Yellowstone. And even with a wood bat. So, yeah, he's, he's going to be playing, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, there's nothing given. It depends who drafts you. Right. You could get injuries. There are all kinds of things that can happen between the time a player is drafted and and the big leagues. And some of it's luck, a lot of it's skill, a lot of it's development. But, yeah, I, I think Notre Dame has a few players on that team that could play in the big leagues. Tanner Colehep, the reliever who came in on Saturday, transfer from Tennessee, I think he's going to get drafted. Nico, I I have no question that Nico gets drafted. I think somebody would be smart to take a flyer on Jared Miller, the second baseman. I think he can play. But we'll see. But what a great year. 34 and 13 in Link Jarrett's first full season. And honestly, it really wasn't a full season because they didn't get to play a whole lot of non conference games. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nico sets the home run record with 22 homers in a season in just 47 games. Most Notre Dame teams play at least 56 in the regular season. His 47 included the postseason. So kudos to this whole team. They showed grit. They showed resolve. I thought Link was extremely classy. I I retweeted last night, the bus driver from Mississippi State who drives them around shows the autograph cap that Link gave him saying, hey, you're the best. You did a great job for us this weekend. Yeah. And that's... That's a classy thing to do. Uh, something I noticed uh, via Twitter, I think I saw something you might have posted. Just the question being asked, are you going to come back to coach next season? Yeah. Th- that question already. 
Well, here's the thing, because you have a lot of big jobs that are open, including pulmonaries down at LSU. And it's only natural to think that a guy like Link Jarrett, if you can do this with the resources that you're given or not given in a short amount of time, in a (laughs) short amount of time, what can you do to if you go to a place that really has Mm, resources? I get that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, LSU is open, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And but he's coming back. That's what he said. He said he's coming back. Okay. He also said, you know, the reason my name's out there is because we had success here. He goes, if your name's not out there in searches, it's probably because you're not doing the job for the team that you have right now. So, you know, it's it's to be expected that his name is going to crop up. Now, he didn't say anything about in the future. Right. <laughs> you know, he just said, next year, I'll be here. And I I respect that. I think it's going to be one of those things. And look, he'd be a darn fool if he says, no, I'm going to play out my entire contract. Come on. You know, you don't want to do that because you take away your leverage. So I would hope, I would hope that he would get a nice raise. I don't know. I don't know how much attention Jack Swarbrick is paying to that. So comes off the cloud. On the recruiting trail right now, you're hitting summer games. What are you doing? Well, first thing he's going to do is go watch his son play in the College World Series. Well, there's that. His son plays for North Carolina State. They made the College World Series. He'll go to Omaha, and he'll watch that. But, yeah, you get on the recruiting trail. Here's the problem for recruiting right now for any college baseball coach is because the draft is not until July, you really don't know how many slots you're going to have open. You know, let's say, because all these guys that played this year, I mean, we're assuming this is Nico's last college game. But let's say for some reason the Major League Baseball had a brain cramp and every team in Major League Baseball said, ah, we're not taking him until about the 10th round. He could come back because this year doesn't count against anybody. So he could come back. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because we all have eyes. <laughs> we've all seen what we've seen this year. So I don't think it's going to happen. But a guy like Cole Hep, okay, maybe he doesn't get the money that he thinks he should get in the draft. Could he come back? Um, Miller, could he come back? You know, all these guys... So it's really difficult to go recruit right now because you don't know how many slots you have. Okay. Now, you can start looking at people down the road, juniors and sophomores, and you're going to go out and do that. But in terms of actually going and offering players right now for next year, eh, not so sure. Okay. Well, that was Monday's news, and I knew you had some things to say about that. So why don't we get into what happened yesterday? Well, yesterday, not only did the team come back and Link make his statements, but there was a lot of high school action up in the state of Michigan. Yesterday was the softball quarterfinals in Michigan. And Buchanan and Bridgman both played. Buchanan is Division Three, Bridgman is Division Four. Buchanan is now 35-4 and four on the year. Somehow they weren't ranked during the season in Division Three. 
But Rachel Carlson's team continues to sparkle. They belted the ball all over the place yesterday, and they won 11-2 over Central Montcalm. And now, in case you didn't hear this this morning. I did not. There is a big to-do in the studio next to us <laughs> because they are playing Sterling High School out of Standish, Michigan. Oh, my. Of all the places. The alma mater <laughs> of our radio colleague, Melanie. So she was very excited this morning to hear that Sterling out of Standish would wow. be playing the Buchanan Bucks. Good for them. In a small world. All right. So that's in the Division Three Final Four. That's 3 o'clock Friday afternoon up in East Lansing. 12.30 Friday afternoon, somehow the Bridgman Bees will play in the Division Four semifinals. And I say somehow because yesterday they're playing Whiteford. Seven-inning game, Corey. They're in the bottom of the seventh. They're down by one. There's two outs. There's nobody on. And the batter has an 0-2 count. They're down to their last strike. Whiteford, they're poised on the front of the dugout. They are ready to explode. Ball one. Ball two. Ball three. Ball four. Wow. A walk. Then a deep fly ball. Dropped. Because there were two outs. Runner was off on contact. She scores. Now it's a 4-4 game. Oh, my. Runner at, winning run at third base. They walk the next batter. And here comes Natalie McNeil. All she's got to do, she's got to get at least a base hit to drive in that run. Or maybe there will be a wild pitch. Natalie McNeil smacks a three-run homer. And Bridgman comes from being one strike away from elimination to going to the Final Four. And they beat Whiteford by a count of 7-4. to four. So what a year for the Bees and the Bucks. And people up in southwest Michigan very proud of these teams, and they should be because they're having a terrific year. So you've got Buchanan. What a year. They, they have now a baseball and a softball team playing in the Final Four this weekend. Lakeshore baseball is in the Final Four. And Bridgman softball. So four teams to keep an eye on this weekend up in southwest Michigan. Let's head to the Windy City Chuck Freebie. Well, we'll start with the White Sox. I know I know we normally do Cubs talk on here, but we'll start with the White Sox because Dallas Keuchel threw a brilliant game last night, struck out seven, and the Sox are in good control right now in the American League Central after beating Tampa Bay 3-0. They're four and a half up on the Cleveland Indians. The problem is the injuries continue to mount for this team. Now, Eloy Jimenez has started working out again. He might be able to get back by August. Luis Robert is out. And now they've lost another outfielder in Nick Madrigal, who's out for the year with a torn hamstring. Pause button when you say uh, the other guy's working out. Is he playing for a, another team, minor league, working the stuff out, or just workouts within he, a... He's just doing workouts right now. Eventually, he'll do some rehab games okay. with the minor league team. But right now, he's just... He's just working out, which is gotcha. a phase above where he was. Okay. Okay. So, Madrigal's out for the year with a torn hamstring. I think we have seen more injuries this year than we've ever seen in Major League Baseball before. 
I think there's two reasons behind it. Number one, guys are, I mean, they're flat out bigger. They're bigger built. They're bigger guys playing the game. So you tend to get more muscle injuries than you do, than you used to in the past. Number two, the fact that these guys had only played 60 games last year. And then even this year in spring training, things were somewhat limited still because of COVID. I don't think they're what I would call baseball shape. They might be in weight room shape, and clearly they are because they're bigger and stronger. But they're not in baseball shape, which means acts like running, acts like throwing, swinging the bat, tend to aggravate these bigger muscles, and you get these kind of injuries. So the White Sox, just like the Cubs, are going to have to overcome some injury problems if they're going to hang on to this lead. The good news for the White Sox is their MVP candidate, Jose Abreu, is healthy. The bad news for the Cubs is their MVP candidate, Chris Bryant, got hurt last night. Oh, boy. He took a sinker off the hand, hit by a pitch in the first inning, tried to stay in the game, eventually had to leave. Hand and wrist injuries have been the problem for Chris Bryant throughout his career, frequently on situations like this where he's hit by a pitch. Hopefully, when they do the x-rays today, everything comes back negative, it's just a bruise or whatever, and he can return to action soon. Because of all the injuries the Cubs have had this year, and they have been myriad, an injury to Chris Bryant would probably be the most devastating because not only is he their most versatile defensive player, he has clearly been their best offensive player. And the Cubs' offense has struggled this week in New York against some really good Mets pitching. Taiwan Walker had 12 strikeouts last night. Cubs trailed 3-2 in the ninth. They looked like they were ready to rally. Jake Marisnik on first. Eric Sogard hits one into the right center field gap. Marisnik, for some reason, whether it was him or the third base coach, decides he's going to try to come around to score. We're sitting about four feet apart, and that's about how far he was out at home plate. The throw got him easily, and the Cubs never were able to recover from that, and they lose 3-2. They are still tied with Milwaukee because Milwaukee can't seem to beat the Cincinnati Reds right now. They lost their second straight to the Red Legs last night, So things tightening up behind the Cubs and Brewers in the NL Central. The Reds now are only three games back in that division. So the question is, as we approach the trade deadline in just about a a month here, Corey, is the Cubs, I think, went into this year thinking maybe it's a rebuilding year. Maybe we're going to be a seller at the trade deadline. Instead, the Cubs may need to be a buyer at the trade deadline and how much is the Ricketts family willing to put out there to make that happen Mm. and when's the deadline it's in July I want to say like around July 1st okay when's the all-star game the all-star game is July 13th okay Throw some Tigers headlines in there. Hey, they've won a couple in a row. (laughs) After being swept by the White Sox over the weekend, 
the Tigers found their medicine was playing the Kansas City Royals, and they beat the Royals last night 4-3. The Royals are really bad. They've lost five in a row. Tigers aren't that good either, uh, but they've won a couple in a row now, so good for A.J. Hinch and his team. I will say this. The Tigers are not as bad as I thought they would be at the beginning of the year, and I'm happy for Miguel Cabrera because he deserves a better team to play on as he gets towards the end of his career here. Let's change out balls, go from baseball to basketball, NBA playoffs last night. Did your boy watch Kevin Durant? I was getting updates from the truck. We had some errands to run. Kevin Durant, I think, played the greatest game of his NBA career last night. Wow. Brooklyn is playing without Kyrie Irving last night. He's out with an ankle injury. James Harden is trying to come back and does play in the game, but he doesn't play well. It's his first game back from a long injury layoff. So basically, the guy that Brooklyn has is Kevin Durant. He's the one guy they have. It all falls on his shoulders. And if you would have asked me before the game, can Kevin Durant carry that load, I'd say no way. No way. He scores 49 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. And Brooklyn beats a good Milwaukee team 114-108 last night, taking a 3-2 series lead. Now, the series will go back to Milwaukee for game six, and the Bucks will likely win that. But that gives Kyrie more time to heal that ankle. It gives Harden more time to get in basketball shape. And we'll see come game seven what Brooklyn looks like against Milwaukee. Not saying they've got the series clinched yet, But if Brooklyn loses that game last night and Milwaukee's up 3-2 going back to Wisconsin, I'd say the party's over for the Nets. Now they've got a chance. I didn't look into uh, what was being said to me during a very competitive game of horse last night, but the updates I was getting was my son couldn't believe who didn't make... Was there an all-star voting thing last night? All-NBA team. Yeah, and I think LeBron is not on that list. It's possible actually lebron and zion i i believe were the two names i can't believe they're not on the list dad well and and this is the thing when you make any list Mm -hmm. okay the the fact of the matter is there's only so many players that can be named all nba and so when you look at lebron's season and the number of games he missed this year yeah that's why he's not. Zion and the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs. It's no matter how good Zion was, you can't look at a team that doesn't make the playoffs and say, wow, he was something. Yeah. You know, Steph Curry was named All NBA. His team barely made the play in tournament. You've got guys like Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and. This kind of new breed, Giannis, this kind of new breed that's mm-hmm. coming up. And if if you're not playing every night, it's kind of tough to make the All-NBA team. And LeBron had to sit quite a bit of the season with an injury. And it's one of the reasons the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. They had to go through the play-in tournament and didn't get through that. So... Now we're learning that tonight in the NBA, the Clippers and the Jazz, that series tied at two. 
and Kawhi Leonard could miss the rest of that series with a knee injury for the Clippers. So the Clippers are going to look a lot like Brooklyn and from the standpoint of now Paul George has to carry the day for the Clippers, and I don't think Paul George is good enough to do that. Not against a good Utah team. Now we'll see how healthy Donovan Mitchell is for Utah. But that series all of a sudden got really, really interesting after the Clippers kept home court or played well on their home court, I should say, and made it 2-2. Utah has the home court advantage in the series. Should we wrap up with this amazing soccer thing you have on the bottom of this sheet? I just glanced at it and went, whoa. Yeah. So the Euro 2020 championship, of course, was supposed to be last year. Mm -hmm. Got postponed to this year. And it's going on now. And you could argue who is the biggest star in European soccer, whether it's Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, But they both have tremendous influence and tremendous impact, not only on games, but I I think worldwide those players have the recognizability that we associate in the United States with somebody like LeBron. They have that kind of influence. And if you questioned Ronaldo's influence, yesterday not only did he have influence on the game, he scored two goals for Portugal and now has more goals in Euro play than any player in history. But he scores two goals in a 3 nothing win for Portugal over Hungary. But then after the game, there are two bottles of Coca-Cola sitting up there because Coca-Cola is one of the sponsors of the Euro 2020 championship. Okay. Much like when Brian Kelly walks in, there's always a bottle of Gatorade sitting at Brian Kelly's press conference. That's not by accident. It's because Gatorade puts a lot of money out there towards Nordium Athletics. Okay. So these two bottles of Coca-Cola are sitting there. Ronaldo sits down, looks disgustedly at the bottles, slides them out of the way, puts his own water bottle up there, and says water is better. Upon saying that, within 24 hours, Coca-Cola loses $4 billion in value on the worldwide stock market. Wow. Now, was there a meeting being had today about that comment? They can meet all they want. It's been said. And Ronaldo's not going to apologize for it because he's long been, you know, part of what makes him an enduring player is the fact that he takes such good care of himself. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that, I will say this, he's a very handsome man. I I think he probably can make as much money, if not more, in his off-the-field sponsorships as he does. So he's. it's not his problem that the Euro Championship is sponsored by Mm Coca-Cola. That's Euro and Coke's problem. He's saying water is better, and a lot of people in Europe are saying, Ronaldo <laughs> said so, it must be so. Wow. $4 billion. But I think many times for those of us in the U.S., we we do not understand the impact that these kind of soccer stars right. have, not only in their own countries, but on a worldwide basis. Mm-hmm. So the one-hit wonder contest, and we've got a dandy going into the the final hours here as we record this between Brandy, 
by Looking Glass <laughs> and Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. And quite frankly, this is disappointing to me that it's so close. Because you really want Bobby McFerrin to pull no. it out? 52% of the votes right now for Bobby McFerrin, 48% for that, Marsha Brandia. That's just wrong. You're a fat, you're a fat girl. That's just wrong that Brandy should be losing to Bobby McFerrin. I'm going to get on one of my other six accounts and retweet it and give it another vote to see if I can... Um, <laughs> There you go. Mess with the... Let's, uh, let's just skew the voting here. <laughs> What's today? I, I uh, haven't checked. Uh, oh. Have you sent me anything today? I, I haven't because I was waiting for this vote to expire. Oh, okay. But I will tell you that later today, Corey will post stay. Who did that one? Well, yeah. What what version? Uh, I don't know. Stay. Was it Lisa Loeb? No, she wouldn't be up this far in the... She wouldn't be a one-hit wonder, would she? Kind of, yeah. Yeah? Stay versus jump. And again, it's not the Van Halen version. Stay versus jump? Yeah. We'll have to look at the sheet. You're the one who came up with the 44. (laughs) Right. But aren't we in like a... a, We're in round two. Yeah, so these would have been up... One of them got a buy. Okay. Stay, I think, got the buy. And then jump... We're going to have to look at who who it's by. I'm drawing a blank. Jump has to be Van Halen. No, it's not the Van Halen. They're not a one-hit wonder. Oh, Jump by Crisscross. Yes. Stay. It's either Lisa Loeb or... It has to be Lisa Loeb. There's... there's she's... Stay. Yeah, I don't remember, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me see if I Google one-hit wonder. Stay. And it was an... You know, these songs had it to is. be number it's one. It's Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. Okay. That's an easy one, in my opinion. I agree. Obviously, crisscross. I would say so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that one. I'm going to give it to her. You know why? Because she's on the new Geico ads. Oh, that's true. And those will... That, I that'll guarantee resurrect you, her that, career. That'll do something with sales. Between her and Sports Yak, that'll resurrect her career. <laughs> we are the Ronaldo of podcasts. When we say things... Nobody listens. Things happen. (laughs) You're on Twitter, right? I am at 46 Sports. 10,000 followers. No blue check mark yet. Nothing from the Twitter people. Are they awake? Are they alive? I don't know. What is the number? Do you have the exact number of your your peoples? I'm going to look it up right now. Here it comes. I'm typing in 46. Chuck Freebie. 10,000. It just says 10,000. doesn't give me the exact number. But you've made it. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. You're a stud. Uh, yeah, well. I'm dabbling in the 4,000s at My Name is Corey. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Biz Mackie. Hall of Fame. You got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Jack. Sport Check! Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done.